Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? As you can see, I am back home at headquarters, but I'm still riding the high from the Winter Classic. I'm actually going to take you back to a conversation I had with Steve Mayer from the NHL because I think maybe we got to get ready for another big-time NHL event in the Emerald City. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken. As you probably know if you've watched the show before, Locked on Kraken is a part of the Locked on Podcast Network where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Now, yesterday's episode was a little bit delayed, but if you've already watched that one, then you know a little bit of why. A little bit of technical difficulties, and I believe that Jason Hernandez and I have come up with a new term, and we're call it we're calling it podcast bombing. And yes, I was podcast bombed yesterday, uh, but I think it turned out well. And speaking of that podcast bombing, if you haven't listened to what would be would have been Tuesday's episode, go listen to that. But we're going to start with the news of the day: Jacob Megna claimed off of waivers by the one and only Chicago Blackhawks. That means he will be reunited with Ryan Donato. Dave Haxel talked about uh, the, the opportunity for Jacob Magna to get more significant minutes. He did say, of course, that the team was hoping that Jacob Magna would clear waivers, but that did not happen. He was picked up by Chicago. But before we get into a little bit more of that, and I take you back to the Winter Classic while also maybe looking a little bit ahead, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today and make sure you use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. So, it was a bummer that Megna just really couldn't crack the roster. And Dave Haxtell was asked today at practice for the Seattle Kraken if he felt that this left the team with a lack of depth on the defensive side. I thought it was an interesting question. Of course, Dave gave an answer you could pretty much expect that he felt, including Riker Evans, who is now with Coachella Valley, that there is enough depth throughout the entire pipeline to come up with what they feel they need at the time. But as you heard Jason and I talk about yesterday, there could be a few different reasons why Megna was, in, was placed on waivers to begin with. Number one is exactly what Dave said today, that he wasn't getting time. He was kind of sitting around, you know, and, and didn't really crack the roster. So that's not great development for him whether he was going to stay in the organization or not. And as Dave said, you know, that's how the waiver system works. It's not necessarily what the team wanted, but that's how it went down. And, you know, so that's one reason. But then JD and I talked yesterday after he just 
showed up while I was recording at Kraken Community Iceflex, which was a lot of fun. But um, we talked about there could be a lot of other scenarios. And I know that we have some lo- we have some loyal listeners who are also a part of our Kraken Insider community who we have been exchanging via subtext and saying that it could also be everything from maybe making cap space so that we do get Riker Evans back at some time. We have talked about on the podcast and certainly with the Locked on Kraken insiders via text message. We've been talking about if we want to move Justin Schultz, who's a free agent, and our insiders, you got to hear my interview with Justin where I asked him, do you think about free agency during the season? And he had a non-committal answer to me at the time during training camp. That sounded like he kind of knew it was going to be a little bit of a rough road, but that he would figure it out as it came. So, you know, I think some people are wondering, well, If we're not going to have Justin Schultz long-term, which I think is possible, I liked what he's done for us in patches and stretches, but the more Riker Evans contributes, the less room I think there is maybe for a Justin Schultz or maybe less of a need. Uh, Dumoulin wasn't my favorite coming out the gate. I'm becoming a little bit more comfortable with his style. Do I think Dumo over Schultz, Schultz over Dumo? I haven't really done the analysis there, which I think is important. You know me, I'm an eye test person, but I respect analysis. And actually, sometimes analysis helps me figure out if what I'm seeing is really happening. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. So I haven't really done the, and crunched the numbers there. I tend to at least early in the season, I said I liked Schultz's game. I wasn't completely sold on Dumoulin. I think Dumo has settled into the Kraken, and Schultz has had a little bit of a rough, a rough patch. But if we want to move him, as one of our insiders has said, probably even on, in the YouTube comments, maybe this is an opportunity to get him some more time. And obviously, he got us the, the OT win the other day before the Winter Classic, so that never hurts. But get him some time, get him some reps, And then if we do have to ship him off, at least he has a recent body of work that we can use to leverage for whatever a trade situation might be. Um, You know, and I think those are all plausible. I guess we just have to see. Because for me, Dave was kind of saying, and the question was asked, you know, are you worried about being short a defenseman when it comes to defensive depth? And he kind of used that opportunity to talk about the, the organization as a whole. But defense until this recent stretch of games has been questionable for us. You know, I've always talked about defense being questionable. So I absolutely loved, and this is the part, if you did listen to the Tuesday episode or what was supposed to be the Tuesday episode, if you listen to that, I'm so gutted that the one little rant I had about Dave Haxtell saying that the difference in identity between last year's team and this year's team is that this team has had to buckle down defensively. And you can see the difference. For me, and that's why I always say, fun forechecking and fast. The Seattle Kraken defense is predicated on our forechecking, on winning the puck back, on being aggressive, being the aggressors. I've talked about having a fast start, a quick start, getting on ahead of the game and not 
waiting for the game or the opponent's game to come to us. These are all different ways of saying to attack the game and to manage the pace of the game. That's what Seattle Kraken defense is predicated on. And Dave went into a little bit more detail. I'm not going to go into that on today's episode because we have the interview with Steve Mayer that I want to show. But we have some time between games, which is another thing that Dave talked about today. So we want to break this down. Let's put a pin in that for right now, because there's so many things coming out of the winter classic that Dave said, some of the interviews that I was able to get one-on-one with Kraken players while I was in Seattle that I really want to break down. Cause I think we need to remember these as we go into this stretch. Now there are some similarities also in what we're seeing from the Seattle Kraken. I think it felt a lot different early in this season than it did last year, but right around January is when the Seattle Kraken got it started to figure things out last year. And that also came, as you maybe heard if you listened to the Tuesday episode, but I had an interview with Ellie Tolvanen, and he was asked about January 1, and that was right around the time that he first cracked the lineup for the Seattle Kraken. Tomas Tatar is the in-season trade that made a difference. Now, just of note, Ellie Tolvanen was not traded for, he was claimed off of waivers. So not a like-for-like situation. But the point is that the Seattle Kraken are start, we're starting to see them make moves even within the season. And when I got as close as I've ever been to being very critical of Dave and even Ron Francis, what I've been saying is that we need to move towards being a more aggressive team, not necessarily waiting for pockets of time, whether it's off-season, free agency, the draft, or the trade deadline, we need to find ways to get what we need. And whether that's calling people up from within the system or like we did with Tomas Tatar, going out and getting what will work for us for good value, which is huge for the Seattle Kraken. So anyway, we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of little things that I want to keep an eye on because I think they're going to make a difference, not just this season, but for what the next few seasons look like for the Seattle Kraken. But coming up next, I want to talk about Coming up next, I want to take you back, actually, to T-Mobile Arena. First, I want to play a little bit of a snippet from the Locked On NHL show, because I don't know about you, because I was in Seattle. I just got back from Seattle. Obviously, I have a Seattle Kraken podcast, so I was very insular to what we were vibing with for the Winter Classic. It did seem a little quiet on the NHL side, and I don't know why our hosts on Locked On NHL, except for Gil, they never call me. For the Western Conference, you know, when they're doing their little Western Conference Tuesdays, they're never like, hey, we're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken. Let's talk to Erica. I just, I wasn't feeling the love, fam. Outside of Seattle, I don't know. It kind of felt like no one really wanted to deal with the Winter Classic because it was Seattle, you know? And I I took exception to that, you know? Uh, You know, I took offense. And so to hear the Locked On NHL guys on Tuesday talk a little bit about the Winter Classic, I thought was cool. There's also an interesting debate in the comments over on Locked On NHL regarding Joey Decord. And I'm not 100%, but I feel like one of the people commenting is someone who I got into a little healthy debate in the Locked On Kraken comments about because this person is insistent that the reason that the Seattle Kraken haven't performed as well as they could is because Andre Burakovsky was missing, has been missing until recently from the lineup. 
let's just say that's another point that I want to add. And it almost in the comments looked like <laughs> they were discrediting or there were undertones of trying to discredit Joey Decord. And I wasn't feeling that. We Joey Decord doesn't is not perfect, nor has any other goaltender been perfect for the Seattle Kraken. But Joey Decord is something special, Kraken fans. And if you listen to my, uh, you know, podcast bomb episode with Jason, he and I talked about it. If you were at T-Mobile on Monday, you felt it, you heard it. If you were at CPA the other day, who, who did we play against Philadelphia? You felt it. Okay, so let's let's relax. Just say I've, I've said this before. Just say you're you're an Andre Burakovsky fan. Just say you're an Andre Burakovsky fan. But I'm not going to deal with people discrediting Joey Decord because whether you like it or not, he's done some pretty amazing things individually in his career. He's made history at the Winter Classic and he's playing for the Seattle Kraken. And we should rejoice and be glad in it. Just for my people who've gone to Bible school, you probably know where that comes from. Not to make it religious or anything, but we should be happy. We should be proud of Joey Decord. And we can also be gutted that Andre Burakovsky has been hurt for us while being happy that he's back. But to say that it's only one person or one thing that has led to our success or our demise, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. But anyway, I digress. On the other side, let's hear my conversation with Steve Mayer, including asking if the NHL is ever coming back to Seattle. I think you're going to like his answer. Let's talk about it coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Now, we know the NFL season coming to a close, NHL season, NBA season hitting their 2024 stride. And we want to let you know that you can get $150 in bonus bets over at FanDuel. And all you have to do is place a $5 bet. Win, lose, money line, or otherwise. You put in five, you get an opportunity for $150 in bonus bets as a new customer to FanDuel. Now, what I like about FanDuel, and we're going to talk about this tomorrow because it's a game day, but you've got your money lines, your spreads, your over-unders, your prop bets. They also have future bets. We talked about that a lot last year with Manny Beneers and uh, Rookie of the Year. I mean, I'm sure Connor Bedard is like in a different stratosphere this year when it comes to that. We'll take a look at that. But um, there's just so many different opportunities for you over at FanDuel, including some new ones, which I think are pretty cool. Uh, there's the new Explore tab. So you can even find bets, whether you're talking NFL, MLB, well, when they're back in season, uh, the NHL, NBA, and on and on. So visit fanduel.com backslash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, the official partner of the National Football League. Thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. And as promised, let's take you to just a small clip 
from the Locked On NHL show, which you should definitely listen to, about the the guys on the Tuesday show talking about the Winter Classic and their impressions. And then I'll take you over to my interview with Steve Mayer, the chief content officer of the National Hockey League. We got to talk at T-Mobile Park. And yes, I did ask him, when are when is the NHL coming back to Seattle? And I think you're going to like his answer. No, yeah. I want to say, I, I, I'm fine. No, no, I think no. this is good. good. I think this is good. Good. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm so you that we only talk on Zoom. <laughs> on Zoom only. We only talk yeah. on Zoom. Um, so we're here. We're here live in the flesh. You and I at T-Mobile. This is Park. exciting. It is exciting. This I know. It's way better than Zoom. It's <laughs> so much better. I told the Locked On Kraken fans we were going to chat. They're so excited. I, I know I mentioned it in the scrum, but we absolutely loved that scene with Dave and the rest of the Seattle Kraken coaching staff. We spoke last time about, again, some of those opportunities to do some of that storytelling. And I just would love to hear from you uh, how you think the road to the Winter Classic has opened that up. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because, first of all, we love those scenes. And and, and anytime we get that, that special access. But... It's so team-dependent. And I'm not just saying this. Both teams have been amazing. Like, and it, it, it goes a long way. To, to There's a few things to talk about. One is the trust that the teams have in us. You know, the, the crews that we use, the producers we use, they're, they're doing all our shows. And so they become familiar faces. And I think the teams have grown to really trust them. Like, we're in to show the league and show it off at its finest. And, and we're not here to, to get anybody in trouble. We, we don't want to do anything that, you know, would make the league look bad or the team look bad. Right. But you've got to have a team that's willing to give the access, right. that's willing to open up their doors, to willing to, to let us show what it's like for the coach, what it's like at home, what it – you know, hey, can we go to the Christmas market with you? Yes, sure, of course. And when you get those of course moments, it just makes the show so much better. And so I, I have to say these two teams were awesome to work with. And I'm not saying that all our teams aren't great, but there's different levels, and sure. this is exceptional. And I wonder if some of that is just because, as we've talked about leading up to this Winter Classic, these are the two newest teams yeah. in the NHL. And in some ways, um, not beholden to kind of hockey culture in the same way, because they're also coming up in a world where, you know, we're, we're here on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're right. Like, these are the new, the new teams. I think they get it, you know, and and they, they want to promote themselves. They look, you know. Their, their sort of mentality is, I hate to say it, it's the young player as opposed to the old cagey veteran who didn't grow up in the social media age. Mm -hmm. You know, and there are certain players in our league that, you know, they, they needed to be educated a bit. They're not on their phone every minute of the day. But a lot of the young players are, and we're watching, they're, they're much more comfortable with cameras around. They're, let's face it, they're producing content themselves every right. second of the day. Right. And I think the new teams have this really great attitude of, you know, what else can we do? What The cameras are not our enemy. They're our friend. And because of that, these two teams have, have just been super successful in the content space. 
and they've allowed us to to be a part of it, which is really cool. It's been exciting. It's such a young franchise. The Seattle Kraken had a magical run last year, and I think they're starting to find their footing yeah. at the right time yeah, to I, see I, if they can replicate that. Yeah. And so you have the backdrop here of T-Mobile Park. And I love that you mentioned to us earlier that the way that this ballpark was set up, it actually gives us some of the three-dimensional yes. opportunities here to really put not just these two teams, but this area on display. Can you talk a little bit more about how that went into the rink design? Yeah, so listen, we're fan first, and we want the person who buys a ticket to have the ultimate experience when they come to one of our outdoor games. And we certainly don't want to block their view. And that sounds so simple and right. so elementary, but it really isn't. And, yeah. and sometimes a, a stadium doesn't allow you because of the way the sight lines are, to, to build something with any height. Because if you build with height, you know, yeah. you don't want people to have to stand up and look over. So, right. so, so because of the way this stadium is built and how it rakes, we were able to build things that had some height and, and essentially built a set piece. And and I think there's there's pieces here that we're really excited about. They're a little different and and actually will be, in the end of the day, I think some real sort of very cool characteristics that we weren't able to do in the past and hopefully we could do in the future. I think we're also proving that, you know, having that ability to build some set pieces, it's cool and people will like it and we like it. So we, we might lean into it a lot more in the, in the future after this game. And that leads me to one of my final questions for you. The Winter Classic, January 1. Yep. But then the next big event that the, the NHL will have, arguably, is the All-Star Weekend, which has been extended to include the women's uh, three-on-three, which will now be the PWHL, which is also starting on January 1st. Uh, yes, yes, exactly, of We're course. We're excited about that and, as yes. well. Yes, and so I've spoken to Jaina Hefford a little bit about that, and yeah. it seems like things are still on track to have more activations where we can have women's hockey involved. So when it comes to the innovations, when it comes to the set designs and what Seattle gave us, what can we expect and what can Locked on Kraken fans look forward to in Toronto? Well, I, I got to tell you, this is going to be cool. Toronto is going to be great. So first of all, we added an extra night. So normally we're just two nights. We do our Friday skills. We do our Saturday game. We added a Thursday night because we, we do want to showcase the women. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be the end of the night, the grand finale, their all-star game. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and given the fact that the PWHL now has started, it's underway on the first, um, we're super excited to bring the best of the best to Toronto. So there's a game that night. We're also going to draft players this year. Yes. So rather than just having our divisions play divisions, we're going to have captains who are celebrities. Mm -hmm along with players, team together to pick their teams. That'll also happen on Thursday night. So that, that alone makes me excited. We changed the skills format. We announced it. So 12 of our best players playing for $1 million to see who's the most skilled all-star. So, you know, this is amazing and great, but no rest for the weary because we all head to <laughs> Toronto and we put on an all-star game. But this is going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. I love it. So Toronto for 2024. But I asked you this earlier, and I want to make sure I get this for Locked on Kraken fans as well. You've been talking so much 
whether it's the the walls or the roof and how it just made things that usually are a little bit difficult a lot easier here to do in Seattle for an outdoor game. So what are the odds that the NHL comes back? The response here has been awesome. And we knew it would be, you know, to watch what the Kraken fans have, have like, done in the three years. Not only the team, but the fans. They've really taken to the NHL. They're passionate. They fill the arena every night. Everywhere you go, Kraken, hats, it's amazing. And they know the sport. And, and listen, when you get 50,000 people in a baseball stadium for a hockey game, it's pretty good. That is so pretty good. Everything that's happened for this game has proved to us this is a market that loves hockey and deserves more. One of the reasons we're here is because we watched this is cool. I mean, this place, this place wants more. So <laughs> I do think that in the future, I can't tell you when. Okay. But, all I, right. I, but I'm not saying it's 20 years from now. <laughs> uh listen, we have all-star games, we have drafts. We know this is a market that puts on a big event, mm-hmm. and that and that's what we're all about. And I'm pretty sure we'll be back. All right, pretty Sounds sure like, we'll be back. So we'll just have to sell it out again, then, right? We're on track to sell out. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. This is this is going to be a sellout. Anything we bring here is going to be a sellout. This is a this is a place that loves the game, and uh, I'm looking forward to Monday. It's going to be good. Hey, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Well, Steve Mayer, always a pleasure Thank you to so chat much. with you. And locked on Kraken listeners, you might know that our long longest tenured guest is Allison Lucan, who's on Root Sports, but I think you might have tied Allison for most appearances on Locked on Kraken. That, listen, <laughs> we're, I, I need to talk to Allison because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm here anytime you want to talk. I, I, thank you so much for the support. You. you are the best. Oh, I appreciate and, that. Um, and, and listen, we really enjoy being here. Well, it's a great place. Thank you so much. And I hope you really do get a chance to just sit back and enjoy it. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it'll be on video, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it a week after it's played. <laughs> I'll watch it go. on television. Steve Mayer, thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> All, right. All right, Seattle Kraken fans. So I hope you're ready. I love also that, that Steve put out there. I mean, some of it, as far as when the NHL comes back, some of it's on us. We got to see the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, at least in round one and two, take place in Seattle at the amazing Climate Pledge Arena. But once we start getting to Western Conference Championships and, of course, the Stanley Cup, then just like All-Star, Winter Classic, and a lot of those other events, you really start to see the NHL get behind it and even really use their manpower and staffing for those kinds of events. So some of it at least can be in control of Seattle. But yes, sounds like we might be able to get a Winter Classic game or excuse me, get another type of game, stadium series, heritage series, all-star game to come to Seattle. And with 47,300, it was 313, 314, 47,000 plus people, I think that uh, it's going to be a good time. I also loved what Jason said. He was walking around and got to see a little bit more of the events. I was working the game, so he got to experience some of the activations. And it sounded like Seattle businesses liked the NHL in Seattle, even compared to Major League Baseball. So there you go, Seattle. We might be seeing the NHL come back sooner rather than later. But on the other side, let's get into 
um, Coachella Valley a little bit. They had a game yesterday as well. Shane Wright firing, getting fired up. Uh, we also, of course, know that Riker is back there, at least for now. But I want to tap in on what Coachella Valley has been able to do through this, this season. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. I've mentioned Game Time a time or two, if you will, and that's because when I'm on the road, which happens a decent amount, I always like to, when I have the time, catch a show, maybe go to the theater, uh, maybe catch a Major League Baseball game when MLB is in season, and I have loved my experience with game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next event. Game time is the fastest and easiest way for tickets to all kinds of sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have everything from last minute tickets for you to find. You got relatives in town you need to entertain. Who knows? Flash deals, zone deals, and you get the lowest price guaranteed because the game time guarantee means that if you find tickets in the, for the same event, in the same section, in the same row for less than what you paid at game time, game time will give you 110% of your money back. So that, my friends, is a pretty solid guarantee. I also love that you can see the seats you can see the view from your seats before you buy them. That's what I did when I went to an M's game with my good friend, uh, Laura, and we got some amazing seats. Her boyfriend was super jealous. We got amazing seats. Uh, we were able to get them through. I was able to get them through game time for us, and we had a great time. So this is what we want you to do. Download the game time app, create an account, and make sure you use promo code locked on. That'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. Remember to use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download that game time app today because you'll get last minute tickets for the lowest price guaranteed. All right, Seattle hockey fans, as I mentioned, want to just really quickly talk about the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Mentioned it with Jason J.D. Hernandez, the voice of the Coachella Valley Firebirds yesterday, but uh, kind of like the Kraken. We didn't start the season the way we wanted, but things starting to heat up now for the Firebirds. When you look at where they are in the standings, they've been able to climb up into standings. We're kind of middle of the pack, but as they get ready to take on Calgary, which again, JD mentioned yesterday, or I spoke to him yesterday, the episode aired today. So apologies for that. But, um, it's a big, it's a big game or few games that they have coming up with this series against Calgary. But right now through 29 games, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, 17, 10 and two, they are above 500 on the season. And the other day, last night, Shane Wright got another, another goal. We got uh, just some really great play overall from the Firebirds as they get a win. Shane Wright was one of three Firebirds to score in the third period to get a 3-1 win over the Calgary Wranglers. It was Shane Wright, Logan Morrison, and Cameron 
hues. And so, you know, this is, um, this is good to see that the firebirds are starting to, if you will, catch fire. Now, I want to talk a little bit also about what we're seeing with regard to how our guys are faring overall in the AHL. So when you look at the top point scorers in the AHL, now last year you saw so many Firebirds here, and we're not quite seeing that right now. Uh, so no one in the top 20 for the Firebirds when it comes to points overall. If you look at goals, same thing. Nobody home for the Firebirds. And, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's just such a starch contrast to what we saw last year. And that goes back to what Disco Dan Bilesman and I talked about at preseason and training camp is that there are expectations. There were expectations for the Firebirds coming in to this game at, or this season. And, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a, of a tough go for them. So, you know, uh, I, I think that similarly to the Seattle Kraken, you love to see that the Firebirds are trending in the right direction. This is the time of year where great things can happen. I actually talked to Ty Cartier uh, while I was at the Winter Classic, and I asked him about this time of year and and him being able to kind of, if you will, catch fire around December, January. And, you know, this is when you want to get hot. Uh, it would be great to come out the gate swinging, but not everyone can do that for a number of reasons. But if you can end strong, that's what really matters. And the Seattle Kraken, you know, uh, or excuse me, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do here. So, you know, we talked about uh, we we talked about the games that they have against the Wranglers. They actually, excuse me, I talk, I said that they had those coming up. They just concluded the series with the Wranglers, and they won those two games at the top of the year. A six-one win on Monday. And then the 3-1 win last night, we've got Abbotsford, the Canucks, coming up. Now, the Canucks, <laughs> for us, that's a, a team that we might, you know, have to have to take a look at. And then, uh, so we're hosting the Abbotsford Canucks. Then we'll be on the road against the San Diego Gulls. That's on Wednesday, January 10th. On the road at Colorado Eagles, Friday and Saturday, January 12th and 13th. And then we'll return home on Monday, January 15th, two games against the Henderson Silver Knights, and then a game on Friday, January 19th against the Wranglers, <clears throat> excuse me, once again. So great to see that they're starting off 2024 with a bang. They lost that last game of December on December 29th to the Tucson Roadrunners, three to one. Um, and, you know, it was a little bit of a, a seesaw for them in December. But starting off January strong, so let's see what our Firebirds can do. That's going to be our show, folks. Thanks, as always, for making us a part of your daily destination. If you want to listen to us, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on your audio catcher of choice. You can find us on Sirius SXM. And tomorrow is a game day, which means if you want, you can also listen to the Seattle Kraken broadcast or even the away broadcast on Sirius SXM. As I always say, be kind to yourselves, be kind to one another. And tomorrow we say loud and proud, hold fast, stay true, 
and let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Erica L. Ayala, signing out.